Yeah, so so we were just talking. I saw your uh, your seats at the Yankees game. Pretty incredible. Yeah, game. I'm uh, a friend of mine. I'm very lucky. He brought me along. Um, and he had the Legends seats. So these, I don't know for people who don't know, the Legends seats are right on field level. We were second row behind home plate. Um, so it was very, that was very fortunate. Um, really cool. We lost, but it was a very cool experience. So you've got you've got uh, better friends than just uh, us playing guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't take you to anything like that. <laughs> no, you know what? That's cool. Of course, of course. <laughs> but uh, no, the players are so close to you that yeah. uh, you can yell at them and they'll hear you. So yeah. like we were there with one of his cousins, and he was just yelling at Vladdy Junior. He was like, "Vladdy, Vladdy!" And like he turned to him, and he was like. Don't hit a home run, and then he cuts up and he hits a home run. So, <laughs> you see the what was it the three hundred sixty million dollar man judge? Oh yeah, yeah. No, he had a he had one single. He went one for four. Mm. Um, he's big. He's b- bigger in person. Um, he, but yeah. uh, uh, it's it was crazy. I mean, we were you not you know you're not used to being that close at a baseball game, and uh, it was really cool. Yeah, it's like real sporting. Like when you're close in real sporting events, you're like, "Oh, this is real." <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, not these just are on just a TV people doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sound, like, we were so close that like you could, you could hear the the sound of the bat and like track the baseball. Um, and you know, you could call. You could almost call balls and strikes. Right, right, you're that right, close. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was. You were a, just. You were just lifetime. sort of like slightly left of home home plate. Yeah, right? yeah, so, closer to the um, closer to the visitors dugout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that so was incredible. I think baseball. Like, have you? Ever, I've noticed that like a lot of sports, um, their entertain like the entertainment factor in watching them live is kind of reverse of what it is on TV. So like hockey is a great live sport. Baseball. Oh is my pretty god! Good. So yeah. Yeah, baseball's pretty good live. On TV, both of those are eh. Yeah. And then football live just kind of sucks, man. I don't know if you've... It really... No, it yeah. does. F- football's like, not a lot of fun to watch in person. Not At least for me. I um, even had... I had uh, really, really good seats once. The same thing, like, with a friend who had access to these amazing uh, seats. End zone. And I went nice. to a Giants game. Like, maybe, I think, seventh and, row or something like that. And MetLife is... MetLife's a great stadium too. Yeah, MetLife's a cool stadium, and yeah. it was like Giants cards or something. And okay, good teams. It, yeah, it sucked, man. I mean, it just wasn't. It just it was weird. Like how much of the excitement of football is the commentating? How much of it is the is <laughs> yeah. the editing and the backstories that they're giving? Because if we just watch guys play football, it's mostly quiet and mostly nothing's going on. <laughs> it's like you no, know, like the, the, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of pause between plays. I mean, it's like at least 40 seconds, right? Yeah, and you're not getting like, you know, you're not getting Al Michaels telling you what's going on or whatever, you know? It's just silent. <laughs> you're like, okay, this is weird. This is a weird game. Right, yeah, and there's no, like, commentating in the stadium, right? Like, the yeah. announcers are not saying stuff because it would disrupt the whole game. <laughs> yeah, they just have, like, that field commentator over at um, MetLife who sounds like he's from, like, the 1930s. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> New York Giants. Uh, that's right. That's, that's okay. Right. <laughs> this is weird. No, shit, the baseball, man. on the other hand, is actually really exciting. I feel like it's 
you can feel the tension. Um, they, they actually, I'm not a big fan of the new rules. So they, inter- inst- they have a pitch clock now. So the, 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 the batters can't just like step out of the box and scratch their balls and walk around and the, and the pitchers can't just like take forever to pitch. So you have to pitch within like 15 seconds of getting the ball right in your hands. Oh, wow. um, and I wasn't a fan of that idea, like sort of before I went to the game, but I'm like, it actually forces you to like pay attention and you're like, all right, well now it's like moving along. Yeah. Um, so it was fun. That's cool. Maybe it was just because I was like second row. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So have you, you've watched beef, right? Have you watched beef? I've watched, I've three, watched episodes? three episodes, so I, I have an idea okay. of what's going on. Yeah. Do you like it so far? Dude, I love it. You it's love such it. a great show. I, you know, there, there's, uh, it's obviously not a perfect show. I mean, there's some parts that are too slow for me, but overall, like, just everything about it is top quality. I mean, it's yeah. the, like, the, the writing is top quality. The acting is top quality. The absurd setup of the whole situation is, like, just ripe for you know a lot of drama you know it's a great show premise um and like like, just execution's great like everything's great about it road rage is a very good oh like premise because we all feel it all the time you know it's very like people can relate to it yeah but we're not here to review beef no uh though i did read one uh article about it that said it's such a good show uh, and it would have been one of the best had it not been for what we wanted. To, what I want to talk about, which is the mm. David Cho controversy, and <clears throat> which was a weird thing to say because I don't know if that necessarily affects the quality of the show. Uh, no. Though maybe it affects the connotations and the and, and whether someone could like it. I can understand that. Uh, that's fair. I don't. I, you know. I don't. I don't know if it necessarily changes anything about the 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 uh, the quality of the show, though. No, um, I don't think it does. Right. The yeah. show is going to be good regardless of whether you like the people who are in it, yeah. right? Or their their backgrounds outside of the characters on the show, right? Or as actors, yeah. Or as people, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's incredible. It's increasingly becoming very tough uh, for people to separate the art from the artists, uh, and I think there's been a concerted effort uh, among some people uh, to sort of connect fandom of of an artist or the art they produce. Uh, if the artist is deemed sort of problematic as people as like connecting that part of themselves to the people who just like the art that that person produces. Um, and I don't know if I really fall in that camp of like, just because I like a painting that someone, someone painted uh, who's an awful person that like, that means that I'm okay with the person being awful. Like that's the weird connection people are trying to make. Right. Yeah, though, um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it gets especially complicated for Cho because, I mean, at yeah. least for me, because uh, <laughs> I've always been a fan of David Cho. And, oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. his art? Yeah, I think, you know, all the paintings in the in the title sequences and stuff are yeah. his. And, and they're good. They're nice. They're really, they're really cool. Yeah, yeah. He's a good artist. I mean, he's, an excellent he's not artist. a bad artist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, but he's also like an amazing storyteller, and um, but he's clearly uh, a very fucked up person. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he admits it. He kn- he knows it. He knows it. Though yeah. you know, I you can tell that it was bad because he he will he is open about everything. Like yeah. he's he's one of these. Well, see that's the thing. But like he's famous for being like doesn't 
it doesn't hold back, doesn't hide, just it has has just absolute diarrhea of the mouth. Except for this. Now he's claiming that it didn't happen, that he was just making yeah. stuff up, and that he's uh, you know, uh, an unreliable narrator when it comes to right. comes to this stuff. And the whole podcast you cannot take like because I, I read like the apology he posted on on Instagram, mm-hmm. and he's basically trying to say that like the whole podcast, DVD Asa, mm-hmm. is is some sort of like performance art. performance art, right? Yeah, and that I, none of it totally can be taken it. seriously, mm-hmm. and that none of the stories he takes or like says about himself are like a true representation of himself. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't believe it. Like, yeah, that that doesn't that doesn't sound no he's being advised by lawyers because it is a criminal it's a criminal matter and so i this was very interesting to me because i uh listened to dvd asa like religiously like i i i listened to that shit from like the beginning to the end and at last i think it must have been like a, a year and a half or two years that they were doing it and I just, I never, this was back in like 2012, 2013. I think yeah, that. It was a while but, ago. Yeah. And I, I was commuting like weekly between New York and, and DC at that time. Oh, well, yeah. So you had a, you had a bunch of time to listen. I had to a stuff. bunch of time. Yeah. Like every weekend, you know, or yeah, every like Friday and Sunday or mo- Monday, I'd be traveling, yeah. you know, I'd be driving or something or right, on, right. on the train. And I just listened to that. And <clears throat> it was like. I don't know, man. It was this weird time where I was just like very uh, <clears throat> like it was funny. My sister told me that I navigated my midlife crisis well. And I was like, what midlife crisis? And then now that I think about it, I think that I was having something of a midlife crisis in my at that time, probably 10. Yeah, probably in my like early to mid 30s where I was like, you know, I was like, I'm so stuck in this fucking career and i'm like in this marriage where i'm mm-hmm. not sure yeah. yeah i'm like i'm i don't think this is for me man mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and all of that was um not i didn't question any of that and then i heard this podcast dvd say where i'm like i've never heard asian people talk like this before and it was like the dirtbag Asian culture. You're familiar with it, right? Like, oh yeah, no. I, I mean, I wasn't really, a, I wasn't nearly as the listener you were, but I definitely knew about it. And I, I know who Asa Akira is, and I know who David Cho is, right? Because Bobby Lee, David, yeah, and oh, uh, and, and Bo- yeah, Bobby yeah. Lee, who still has his own podcast, and yeah, I get mistaken for sometimes. I mean, that podcast is basically <laughs> a spinoff of DVDSA. Yeah, because that that girl, his girlfriend or his ex girlfriend Kalela, was was would go on. DVDs oh all okay the time. yeah and it was like the best way for me to describe it was like it was like um howard stern oh like the best of howard stern yeah it was like a howard stern but all asian yeah which yeah. is or not compelling. all asian i mean honestly, led by yeah it wasn't yeah. all asian but it was led by this this crazy korean dude and he had all of the the weird ass thoughts that like i was having i was like Mm. You know, this person, he was just able to get into my head in a way that uh, that I had not heard any other, like, Asian person do. Like, there were definitely just, like, other, you know, other, like, American famous people that would say stuff that I would rate, like, like comedians sure. and stuff, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. And, and the weird thing is, like, the things that they were saying are all of the sort of, like, things that you're, 
that are kind of suppressed a bit. Like, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, um, oh yeah, yeah. So a little bit darker thoughts, right? Darker thoughts, or like, you know, just just sexual thoughts and yeah. money thoughts, and yeah. you know, like just fucking hateful shit. You know, all the shadow stuff that that mm-hmm. you know you don't talk about in polite conversation. And it it got me thinking, like, um, I mean, I wasn't, like, hanging on to every word. I was just listening to it because it, it, it just hearing other people kind of talk crazy was kind of settling in a way. Because I'm like, right. okay, this is cl- these are clearly universal. I mean, this person's bizarre. This person's crazy. But they are crazy in a way where they're sort of saying things that a lot of people are thinking but not saying. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can understand what you're saying, like, that. You can listen to it and be like, okay, maybe I don't have all the same exact thoughts, but it's like in the same vein or similar. And I'm glad that I'm not like sort of just the only one and crazy. Yeah. And I know uh, what he's talking about. Yeah, I think he's you know, crazy. Yeah. It's fun to watch someone be crazier than way right. crazier than me because it makes me feel sane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. 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 Mm. But yeah, so it did end, and then, and so there were some episodes where I thought, like, Jesus Christ, like this guy's so fucking rapey, it's bizarre. Like, it's this he's so far out there. That wasn't the only thing that like was really bothering to like, yeah, kind of weird to hear. Though I admit, hearing it, I couldn't quite turn away. I like wanted to hear it. I was like, okay, how sick are you? <laughs> you know? Uh, well, and they probably knew that right as oh, yeah. part of the show that like people were listening for for that type of thing yeah like there was this one i mean it's very misogynistic there's this one um where he had been having sex with this single mother and then Uh, yeah he invited her to come on the podcast and i you could tell like she was she was like pretty desperate you know he's very rich right Uh, yeah because people don't yeah He, he became famous for people who don't know because he uh took um facebook stock instead of cash for like a mural in their original headquarters and then when that fa- you know when facebook blew up obviously it became like a hundred million you know he was like worth 500 million dollars or something yeah exactly so he's stupid wealthy he was like 200 some million and yeah. probably worth a lot more after that yeah and uh yeah and he's just got one of these lives where um it's like it's it's just like he has some kind of weird life life planner. He's just weird. Like his life is just very fucking weird. Like that kind of thing just happens to him, like regularly. You know, like yeah, so he invited this woman on, and what happened? So he just like humiliated her the whole time, Ugh. and he was he was like talking about you know the their their sex life like just in these just lurid and humiliating details and then he told and then she just sat there and took it because you know um i guess they had like a money dependency relationship yeah talk about a power dynamic right yeah and then he started just insulting her and cursing her saying like he would never be serious about her because she had a kid and there's no he's like you know that's a that's your that's on you that's not a mistake that I want to be responsible for, you know what I mean? And I was like, why are you doing this publicly? You know? Yeah. Like, and, like, why are you just humiliating this person? Yeah. And it's clear he has all sorts of fucking problems with women 
and especially with like Korean women. And he that, just didn't he say something like before where he's like, I'll never be with a Korean woman or something like that. I yeah, remember I, he people said were all sorts of fucked like up that. shit about Korean women and how Korean yeah. women have it. And he also says being Korean women is the worst thing on earth because uh, Korea is the worst place in the world for women. And I'm like, well, Maybe I don't know worst? if it's worse than being around you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, and all this, not, dude, yeah. all this dude, and I still listened because, well, one, it's not like I was paying for it. And two, I don't know. It just, I feel like it's better to, in a way, to to see it and hear it than to not. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's better to, like, know the devil in a way. Because I was like, oh, okay, when people talk about misogyny or they talk about, you know, the, mm. the emiration thing, I'm like, yeah, it it does exist. <laughs> and yeah. it was, then there was no shortage of fans of DVD ASA, you know. That let a well, lot I mean, of this stuff slide, and we're taking joy in in the proceedings. Me, yeah, I mean, me included. To be honest, it's not like I was like morally outraged that was going on. I was slightly disgusted, and yet I was kind of like, "I'll keep listening." <laughs> right. Um, I mean, not every not everything that entertains us is sort of morally righteous, right? Um, in fact, a lot of what entertains us is morally dubious at best, uh, and. I don't know what that says about us or whether that's good or bad, but that's just the truth. I don't um, think I could listen to that stuff anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, and sometimes you get past it, right? You're like, oh, I don't want to listen to that, so you don't. Like, well, I never like, listen to it because like I wasn't to Andrew like, Tate these days. Yeah. I mean, it's really not that different. You know, no, it's very similar. I would in in yeah in that misogynistic part for sure. I mean, Cho, uh, I think is a much more entertaining person than Tate. Uh, yeah, I, I, but it's it's a similar kind of. It's a similar kind of like mindset that they're promoting. Uh, yes, you know what I mean. But I don't think, I don't think Cho ever was like, "I'm a role model, and you need to follow me, and I'm giving you sort of advice." Tate is doing that like explicitly, right? <coughs> I I actually think he was. Oh, you think he? Okay. I think he was. I'm not- I, I, and but he see here's the thing is like I think I think Cho is kind of a demon. And mm. and I know a lot of I've know I do you know guys like this? I've known guys like this my whole life. They're very charismatic and uh, probably not nearly as devious as Cho and with not with the resources he has, but yeah, I, yeah, I but, but this, it's a like similar this. thing I think like a lot of guys run into, which is like that there are um there are guys who other guys are drawn to because they seem like they've got a lot of shit figured out and they seem they, you know, they're just like not bothered by the same, they're not plagued by the same kind of like anxieties and shit that, that yeah. you are. I, yeah. I hear you. You know, they just seem cool. You're like, that's basically it. You're like, Oh, this guy's cool. You know? And, um, and in a way you like kind of pledge yourself to them. Cause you kind of want to have that coolness rub off on you. And then, yeah. It's you kind of learn the hard way that such people are sup- often supremely self narcissistic and self centered, and they do yeah. not give a shit about you. Like don't no, yeah, they? Yeah, they yeah. will leave you hanging, and you know, like the oh, yeah. they do, are not owed any sort of um, any loyalty. You any place loyalty is definitely yeah. misplaced. Yeah, which is they why don't have like, it for you at all. 
Yeah. yeah. You, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, no, uh, I know people like that. Yeah. Probably, you know, as I said, not to the same degree as yeah. Joe, but I, you know, I, I've run across people like that for sure. Yeah. And, and the and thing we is, all like, when them. shit hits the fan, like, they will never back, they, they're gone. They don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. No, they're gone. <laughs> There's no ride or die at all in those types of people. Yeah. Definitely not. Though a lot of guys will be ride or die for them. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's a, it's, it's male on male simping. I don't know. It, I've seen yes, this. That's a good way to put it. Yes. Yes. Male on male simping, right? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's not it's it's just it's just a regular bro type simping, but it's very one way. And uh, you know, isn't I that the like definition that, of simping though? It's all I guess, one way. Yeah, I feel yes, yeah, it is. I, I feel like there's like I feel like there's more and more of that these days. You know, and I feel like there you know certain guys just like another another person that seen that had this you know is is a guy like Logan Paul I feel like there was did you do you remember that video where you mean early guy, on what's that you mean early on cuz i don't know if well he might still have it anyway. early on yeah yeah do do you remember like there was this one viral video of this like young guy who showed up or found Logan Paul like at some event and went up to him recorded the video and was like i'll do anything for you is like I'll work for you. I'll you know I just want to be near you. <laughs> and then Logan Paul was like, "Bro, I don't I don't really I, I don't even." He's like, "I don't even am able. I I need to." He was like, "I am myself. Do not even know how to live my life properly. So how the fuck am I going to mentor you? <laughs> so sorry, I don't need anyone right now." And the guy just broke down crying. I I don't remember that, but I remember that he would. I remember, like they eventually, right? Logan Paul has sort of a, like influencer house, or like just like the house where like he's the boss, yeah. and like people, he would just surround himself with those sycophants, right? And there was an Asian guy in the crew, and like they they purposely like just humiliated him the most. And I'm yeah. like, why are you sticking around for that? But I guess it's just like he that's the house he lived in, and he got paid or was like you know was supported by him. But, Plus Logan Paul's famous, and he can just yeah. you know he'll take he'll take the abuse, but then he'll go to other people and be like, "Yeah, I'm a Logan Paul bro," right? And he might <clears> as if that means yeah. something, but yeah, you know, and and um, yeah, I just bring this up because I was like, ten years later, this thing surfaces again, and everyone's pretending like they're shocked by it, and for for people like the. Beef, like Steven Yun and Ali Wong, yeah. Sung, Sung Jin Lee or Lee Sung Jin, I forgot his name. Lee Sung Jin, the the writer, the creator of the show. Yeah, yeah. Lee Sung Jin and then um, Ali Wong. Ali Wong. You know, they. I'm like, don't pretend you didn't know this about him. Everyone knows this about him. Of I remember course. when David Cho was on Ugly Delicious. Do you remember he was on like Ugly, Ugly yeah. Delicious? Yeah, yeah. I remember tweeting. I was like. I, I tweeted like I, I'm shocked that he's on this show because do, do you guys know what he said and did? Right. You know, and you know that was when David Chang, the chef, DM'd me and was like, "Yo, let's talk about this." And then right. we he called me on the phone. That's we right. For, I remember. I yeah. remember. <laughs> and we talked for like an hour and a half about him. And he and he kept he was like yeah I you know he knew everything right and he was like yeah how can you not they're all friends that's yeah, the thing right they all friends please yeah and then uh, there was a there was a scene in Ugly Delicious where the, he's having uh, lunch with David Chang and Stephen Yun in K Town yeah and they're they know each other like really well 
You know, oh, like, absolutely. So do you know all this shit? Uh, they just thought it was maybe far enough in the past because what he, what Chang told me was he was like, yeah, we 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 know about him, but he's I'm telling you, he's he's better. He's gotten better. You know, he's he's <clears throat> put that in the past. He he's you know whatever. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, I think he's reeling all of you people in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <clears throat> I think he's at a level now where. He's got celebrities, Asian American celebrities have become David Cho Simps. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that they want to believe that he's put it in the past, that he's not as bad as he used to be. He, you know, he doesn't yes. you know, actually rape people anymore. Um, you know, they want to believe it because I think he probably helps them with their projects in the moolah category. So I think it's that I definitely think it's the money, but I also think it's that they find him. They they're attracted to him the same way his like simps are to, you know, to these kind of guys. Yeah, no, that, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he is super fucking interesting. He's a great storyteller. He's uh, probably really awesome to hang around with. Like in that, yeah. like you always have a fun time. Like he's know? he consistently tells. Like the best stories, yeah. And his life is full of the craziest fucking stories. Like, um, I mean, this isn't gonna be everyone's cup of tea, you know. But like, he, you know, he, the, just the stories that he tells about going to uh, Africa and yeah, the stories that like the create like getting lost with in the, the Hakka tribe and, and like, dying, yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, the Hadza tribe, and yeah. then uh, I don't I won't get into it because I'm not trying to advertise his shit, uh. But yeah, and also just his stories of like, of uh, you know, struggling as an artist and then make becoming like hundreds of millions of dollars in the in the black gambling. Uh, did he did a show on Vice called Thumbs Up, which I thought is like one of the best Vice shows. It's just him and his buddy um, trying to hitchhike across America. And, oh shit! Okay. Yeah, and they do it. You know, they end up they go from L.A. all the way to Miami. And um, just by hitchhiking and, you know, catching, uh, you know, jumping on trains and shit. Oh, wow. <clears throat> like train hopping. Old hobo style. Hobo style, yeah. yeah. They do it for real, you know. Like, this is just how he lives his life. Uh, yeah. He's always doing something that's just extremely both crazy and liberated. Well, like, that, that, who, that's the who word. Who hasn't thought about doing something like that? Like, just going that's, to the train yeah. yard in L.A., Finding one of those open box cars, jumping in there, building a little fire in it as it yeah. just takes you off into the desert, you know, like you know, using like a using like a key to like open a can of beans and you know. yeah, exactly. No, I, well, that word liberation, I think that encapsulates a lot of this and the in the appeal of of having him around for even the celebrities, right? Because you 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 think like sort of as a normie because we're both normies, right? Like, is that like? Why would these celebrities need to have that type of embodied id around them? Like, what don't they have, you know, money and 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 freedom? And you're like, actually, they don't have that much freedom. Like David Chang, like the 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 um, chef, right? Like he's got a lot of work he's got to do all the time. He's got to produce the shows. He's got to run his restaurants. He's got to do all that stuff. He doesn't have a lot of free time to like, you know, hitchhike across the the country. Like he has none of that. Like the actors, like Ali Wong, you know, Steve, they don't have that. So, like, I feel like 
even they need someone in their life who's that liberated figure. Uh, and that I, and, and it's very similar, as you said, to like totally why agree. I think everyone else sort of hangs on his word, even even if it's 90 percent despicable or not 90 percent, but like 20 percent like horrible. It's like that 80 percent of like, oh, my God, he's actually doing it like he's he's hitchhiking across the country. He's going to Africa to hang out with people. Right. Like. It, we live through him uh, for good and bad. Uh so. Have you have you seen him recently? Uh, just like well, he kind of looks like he looks like in in that show. Um, like the only the re- most recent clips I've seen is like the YouTube shorts uh, with when he's on Rogan. That's a, that's like the most recent. But I don't know how when that was. He looks like um, the, you know that Om Shinrikyo thing that that like Japanese cult where they like gassed the subway. I know about that, but I don't know how, what they look like. <laughs> okay, like if you if you look up Om Shinrikyo, uh, you don't have to. I mean, I'm not saying to do this, but I'm just saying, just look up like Japanese cult, and it'll be like the number one cult. Okay, and it'll 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 show up this thing, this guy called Om Shinrikyo, and he David Cho dresses and looks like this guy now. Okay, <laughs> and and you know what I mean, like. Um, and <clears throat> I think he's like a he just reminds me of like this American sort of cult leader guy. You know, like he has the he, I, he he like this last appearance on Rogan. He's wearing the same robes as this guy. And he's got like the same he's got all these weird beads and shit. And he's like and he has like the red face paint on his face. Yeah, he's got the red face. paint. Like half his face is red. Yeah. I'm like why? What? And he talks, he talks like a cult leader where he's like, um, it's a very charismatic form of talking where he, uh, will say stuff like, Hey, have you, um, do you know like billionaires? Cause he's like, I, I know a lot of billionaires and I, and Rogan's like, yeah, I do. And he was like, well, after it got to know, he's like, you know, once you're rich, you start meeting a lot of billionaire sure, friends, yeah. you know? Cause like billionaires find each other and he was like and then i realized like i, I don't want to be these people you know he was like they're very weird and and he's like it, i i realized that that's not the way and he kept talking about the way you know mm. and then he talks about just like hanging out with extremely extremely wealthy people but then realizing like that's not what god had in in store for him and stuff and he was like i can't i can't just be like that rich guy i have to keep you know whatever and so there's this very there's very much like this sort of like life purpose almost like spiritual religious seeking that he talks about. He's always kind of inferring that that's the path he's on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that draws in a lot of people. Like Oh, definitely. Especially these celebrities, you know, like I feel like the show Beef like they are very true to their characters. It's not just David Cho who's who's kind of like being himself. I feel like Ali Wong is also very much being herself as is Steven Yun. And it's like these people who strive and in some cases succeed a lot or in other cases, like just meet failure after failure or whatever it is. But despite all that, they become lost and they don't know what the path is. And then uh, along comes this very bizarre person who completely understands the situation you're in and seems to be not unbothered by it 
or able to push forward anyway. And then they get attracted to this person and think think of him yeah. as some sort of spiritual leader. And I do think, in a way, that that's why these Hollywood Asians are kind of rallying around him. And then last night, yeah. I saw that the three of them, Lee Sung Jin and 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 <clears throat> Stephen Yun and Ali Wong, had released a statement finally after going. Oh, dark. they did. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, and it was the most PR spin doctored shit. Ever. Let me let me pull it up and I'll read it to you. Um, on Friday, the creative trio behind Beef released a joint statement to Vanity Fair condemning Cho's claims that he raped a massage therapist. And this is what it said. The story David Cho fabricated nine years ago is undeniably hurtful and extremely disturbing. We do not condone this story in any way. And we understand why this has been so upsetting and triggering, they said. So the story. So basically. The story, they're still rallying behind him. Yeah. David Cho fabricated yeah, yeah. it. It's, yeah. It was nine years ago. It's hurtful and extremely disturbing, but it's a story, and we understand why you got upset and triggered. Meaning, right. he made up a story. We don't condone that he made up this story, and we're sorry that the story hurt your feelings, is, is the yeah. Uh, yeah, statement. The classic, sorry you were hurt. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Did not, they're not turning on him. They're totally standing behind him. Oh, definitely. And I feel like they're... In his, they're they're in, in his, his thrall in a sense. They're in his thrall, yeah. And it's it's fucking weird, man. You um, would think that they could have found someone else to play the part. Like I, I think, chose he does a good job in the part. Like I'm not saying that, but it's weird that they couldn't. You know, they knew that about it. Like they couldn't think that it was gonna not blow up, but they just didn't care. And I don't, and I don't think that it's necessarily going to hurt their careers either, right? Like I think Steve Yoon's going to be fine, Ali Wong is going to be fine. Uh, it's not like no one's going to ever work with them again. Um, it doesn't harm them. Uh, it just is a little uncomfortable in the moment. Yeah, well, I, I think it might harm them. Uh, you think so? I think so. Yeah, because this this is pretty bad, man. Like. And I saw some people rushing to defend. I mean, not many, but like some people were rushing to defend him. And I was like, "Trust me, you don't want to defend him." <laughs> no, definitely. Number don't one want is it's him. indefensible what he did. Number two is he's not worthy of defense. No, he's, he's no. not. He's not a person who's, who deserves to be defended. Why? Because he will. Ne- he would never, ever help out someone else <laughs> in the same way. He's oh, no, and su- yeah. supremely selfish. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I don't know. Yeah, may- maybe, maybe, maybe that maybe this will impact the careers of uh, the three elite creatives. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know if I just, maybe I'm just very cynical. Um, you know, people make comebacks, right? Like Logan Paul is as famous as he's ever been, and or you know, what, oh was no, it him I, or? no, no. I think he, David Cho will be fine, but I, I, I don't. I think that this is going to hurt the like the Ali Wong Steven Yeun. not 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 like hmm. f- fatally or whatever but this isn't helping I I think that no, they're like help. a lot of a lot of Hollywood right now I mean they're very they're obviously Hollywood is very sensitive to this and, and um you know Jonathan Majors for example that's another example of what's going on yeah that's you true know? yeah that's true so you just got to be I think people they they need to be careful if they if they care about their career you know, and it seems like they did. It seems like they hired some sort of like crisis management team to come out and make up some bullshit. 
Yeah, um, but I don't think that type of bullshit PR statement is going to actually do anything to help. I'm 100% yeah. sure that I would I would bet you know, you know that they found that massage therapist that he raped and they they made her they made a settlement. They gave her they gave her money. Yeah, they bought her off. Yeah. I know cuz he uh, had lawyers all over this shit. And because what happened was when he when he told the story um which I won't go into cuz it's really quite gross. It's gross. It's but gross. like when he told the story um, I think Asa Akira immediately said, "Dave, that's rape." Yeah, and then, um, and then that, I think that was the last episode. That was it because his lawyers, uh, told him that he needed to sc- to drop to uh, scrub that pod from the internet, and then it disappeared. Like they took down the pod; you couldn't find it anymore, like in its usual spot. I mean, there's the, there's copies of it still on the internet, but um. Yeah. Can't erase anything from the internet. <laughs> yeah, you can't erase anything from the internet. But he's trying now. He's sending out DMCA takedown notices saying that that's uh, copyrighted material. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Right. And people were like, "Funny that you're saying that you're using it without consent when your <laughs> yeah. story was about yeah." Rape. So you know yeah. he's apologizing for it or whatever, but he's also using strong arm tactics to try and wipe the evidence. Oh yeah, absolutely. So he's he he's absolutely guilty and he's absolutely a piece of shit. And I, I just think it's just a very I don't know, it was like it's something that I think a lot of people need to understand, especially guys. But though I think women have the same problem. Um do you remember like Nexium? That I was gonna Nick, bring that up. <laughs> Nick You know who was ne- part of that? Grace Park. She was uh, a she Nexium. Was? Yeah, no. she was like in Nexium videos and stuff. Holy shit. I, I, she, all I remember, the big one that was up was like the actress who was in Smallville, and people were like, "Oh my god, how did she mm-hmm. get in this sex cult?" But yeah, I yeah, didn't no, know Grace, it was Grace Park was Park. in it. Yeah. Oh shit. And um, celebrities are like prone to this, man. These like actors yes. and musicians, and they're very prone to being um, swindled or uh, being uh, uh, you know in these cults, or these these like cults of personality. Um, I think celebrities are all. Um, Mostly mentally, like disturbed people. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, no, probably. I mean, I, I would. I would. Yeah, I but, would think to. I think director. I think a lot of people involved <laughs> in those fields are yeah. not just the actors. I mean, it takes a superhuman amount of narcissism to become famous. Oh yeah, like and, there's and a reason like, why delusion. regular people don't just become famous because yeah. not one. We don't necessarily want to be famous. Not that's not like a normal goal to have. To begin with, no. It's and not. two, the amount of dedication and just like attention seeking that it takes yeah. to reach that level is so ridiculously high that only these, only the mentally ill can. Y- yeah, yeah. Like only <laughs> in, just, in a sense. Yeah, like just extremely narcissistic people. Yeah, will ever be able to achieve it, in my opinion. Well, it takes yeah, a sense of delusion that like you're going to be the one who succeeds when 99.999% of people don't. I think like doing plan A stuff like part of it one of the interesting things was how many like not not that like we ever um really knew a lot of famous people but like it put me in contact with famous some famous Asian people enough for me to get a taste of like 
how fucking narcissistic some of these people can be. And I remember like I had dinner with uh, like this, I won't say his name, but like pretty well-known Asian American actor in LA. And I remember about 15 minutes into the dinner, which was like a two and a half or three hour fucking dinner. Oh my God. I was like, I'm not going to be able to get out of this. Am I? I was like, cause within 15 <laughs> minutes, I was like, I want to leave because uh, he just kept talking about himself, you know, like, yeah, like for hours. It, it, I mean, I was like, I might as well just be a mirror hanging on a wall. There's no, I was like, there's no reason for me to be here <laughs> other than to make him not feel like he's just talking to himself. Right. Like he just needs an audience so that he can just monologue. And it, and he went on for hours and he was just like, it was crazy. It was like, uh, you, you know, um, in Half Baked when, when uh, <laughs> Chappelle goes to deliver weed to the, to the rapper guy the rapper just yeah. starts monologuing about all yeah. his all his life shit and he's like yeah oh shit and then he's crying and then he's like, like <laughs> you know and he's just like okay i gotta go man <laughs> it was like that i think a lot of these people are just like they're they're so committed to themselves in this one very shallow way and then but they're racked also by the consequences of that and they do need some sort of spiritual guidance <laughs> to like plug in the holes, the deep fucking holes that they must experience in life. Yeah. From time to time when they don't get the attention that they need, you know, yeah. when they're not the center of fucking attention, you know, or when they fail at something. I mean, it just it just must leave them just abject, just, you know, despair. And they need to Join, you know, they need someone who's even more fucking psychopathically narcissistic to to keep to keep them on that path or something. You know, like they're just it, these things yeah. are these cults are just digging you them deeper into the problem, and that's exactly what they want. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it. Yeah, that, like that that sort of that like dirtbag instinct is uh and that element. Um just yeah, think about how much this guy must mean to them that me, a random fucking guy on Twitter, no blue check, nobody knows who I am. Right. The second I didn't the just the second I replied to to someone as famous and powerful as David Chang, that he probably shouldn't have a rapist like David Cho on his show. That that set off enough of a panic that he fucking called me. Yeah, like nobody. You spent an and hour talked on about the phone for an hour you. and a half with me. He would think he would have other things to do. Exactly. He he spent an hour of his time trying to convince you that like you know oh it's not a big deal. Yeah, and I feel like that conversation was more him trying to talk himself back into or rationalizing. Yeah. His Definitely. relationship with Cho. Definitely. It's not, it wasn't even about you. You were, again, like you were saying, like that meeting you had with, like that dinner you had with the actor. It's like you were just a mirror, but just a, a human, you know? Yeah. Exactly. You were there to, like, I don't know, not even talk. So I, I just think this is really interesting because this is, 
I, I'm 100% the cancellation of uh, behind the cancellation of David Cho. Sure. Um, because yeah. I, I don't think he deserves any better. And, he, you know, he's be, not the, a good the, person. He's a yeah, bad and, person. And, and the reputation of a TV show like Beef is just meaningless. I don't care. I know. Yeah, I, I like the show. I think it's great. But I don't care if it, if its name gets dragged through the mud because of this. Who gives a shit? You know, yeah. like I, th- my point is to people like none of these people and none of these this world cares about you at all. At all. It'll pretend to. They'll talk about how this is pushing Asian-American storytelling for whatever. Fine. But they don't give a shit about you. They don't. They do not. <laughs> Trust yeah. me. If you were ever Absolutely around not. these people for any significant amount of time, you'd realize that they, they don't even care about each other. Okay? They only care about themselves. And You know, you know it was funny. Like, you know the whole thing with Bob, uh, Bob Lee, the, the cash app guy who got stabbed, uh-huh, uh, yeah. was murdered? I I read that like in his like tech circle they were discussing it and someone leaked like the private chats or whatever and because part of the story was that he went up to like the a few cars of people asking for help and you know these are just strangers but in these like private tech text chats of people who knew him and were like they were asked like if he had come up to you, you know, when he was stabbed and asked for help, would you have helped him? And these are like his friends, uh, you know, ostensibly. And they were like, no, we wouldn't have helped him. We would have driven away. What, because they hated him? I don't know why. But mm-hmm. it's just like, they're not going to help you. Like, none of these people care about you. These are like yeah. your friends. So yeah. let alone like these creators who don't know you from Adam. Like, they're not out there to like, you know, uh, advance the cause of Asians in America. They're just not. Yeah, and I don't think you should believe that anybody is doing that. Yeah. They're, they're, it's not like there's a real, you know, there's someone that some famous person or some well-known, some leader or something to whom you you should owe that kind of, that, you know. Like, I'm just saying, in general, the idea of charismatic figures or celebrities or, or whatever who have somehow earned your admiration and then loyalty is this fandom, this stan or fandom culture? Yeah, is fundamentally pathological, and oh, you, yeah. you shouldn't have that feeling towards anyone, like that that you don't know, <laughs> that you don't know personally. Yeah. yeah, that you don't know personally, and even if you do know them personally, yeah. you should you should still vet your relationship with this person. Like, is Absolutely. it two way? Is it mutual? Like That's the right. loyalty that I've pledged to this person is it because that person pledged it back to me? You know, yeah. or or yeah. is this one way? And if it's one way, then you're simping, and you you shouldn't do that. You should not simp. It, yeah, and and it, it's not that you shouldn't be friends with them. You just have to know who you can rely on and who you can't. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you don't who, have to hate the person. Yeah, you don't have uh, to be like, oh, I never want to hang out with you. You just yeah. be like, okay, this person is who I go out with, maybe to have some fun. But if I'm in trouble, I go out. You know, this person I can, you know, re- really rely on. Uh, and you just got to be able to like know that about your friends or the people in your life. Yeah. Um, you can't just assume that like everyone that you're quote unquote friends with is they're all on the same level. Cause they're not, I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I see this a lot, uh, you know, like when, when um, <clears throat> I was go, I was like more active on Reddit and, and all these like sort of manosphere adjacent um, forums where a lot of young guys congregate. Look, I, I'll say this, that I, I will say that since I was like, older right i i was i was i was 
not participating in the sense of the same way that a lot of younger guys, like say in their earlier twenties, were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, ju- I was like trying to recognize patterns in how these guys were behaving, to to wonder like, <clears throat> can I recognize this in my younger self or even in my current self? And <clears throat> one thing I did notice was that there was a lot of like fighting and debating among these guys about which famous people were worthy of their simping. Mm-hmm. And they never yeah. questioned that the fundamental problem is not which celebrity you're simping for, but the idea that you should be doing that at all. Right. And and that was a major thing that I a theme that I saw was that a lot of young guys in trying to stabilize themselves and give themselves some coordinates in this world. Uh, probably a lot of these guys are pretty like these days, I'm not calling them out specifically because I think everyone is pretty lost these days. Yeah. I mean, right? it's a natural, that's a natural instinct to try to find yes. guidance. Right. And usually that's like guidance and, and social belonging. Yeah. That, that, that's not what I think we're criticizing, right? I mean, that's just no. a natural human instinct. Everyone well, has that instinct. And I think fandom culture kind of boils, a lot of it, in my opinion, boils down to that. Yes. Is you're trying to find, you know, like the like even the K-pop stands, BTS yeah, the Army, Army yeah. the Marvel f- freaks, the Star Wars freaks, the Harry Potter freaks, the all everything, every every all the stands. You know, ultimately, to me, they're not really, it's not really just about standing it's not really just about the the art or the culture cultural product that they're standing behind it's also the fact that they're sort of linked with all these other people yeah no it's a community i mean people are called like uh like they 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 use the word communities when they talk about like the fans of like particular things right yeah so it's about the community they're built they want to build that it's an explicit goal of these projects yeah and it's hard to fault that that um, that instinct, but I also think that they're being manipulated and 100%, you know yeah. for money, <clears throat> and that <clears throat> I think Hollywood to an extent under, understands that, and they they're now doing what they call fan service, which is mm-hmm. you're more familiar with fan service than me, but like yeah, I, I mean I, <clears throat> as to what it is, <clears throat> but like it is um, a way of like stimulating and creating more of that stand culture. Oh, hundred percent. You yeah. know, to give signals as to who's in and who's out, you know, and, and Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, it comes oh, yeah, mainly the, the, from the, like the, the, the real ones get it, you know, like, yeah, it comes mainly. It, it was like a term used me, I think mainly for like anime and stuff like that. But, um, because it would, it, yeah, it's about that in joke, right? It's like the things that like only true fans will get. Yeah, breaking right. the or fourth like, wall and they're winking at you. And if you, yeah, if you yeah. can spot the wink, you know, it's like the it's like the people like are t- pointing at you directly. Right. Singling and even, you out and saying, you're one of us. Right. And a similar thing mm-hmm. are like Easter eggs where like yes. there's like secret things you can find or um, secret like images or, or, or things that people do that only the true fans will recognize. And... Um, that was something that was more from like the video game space because you had to like find these things, but it's making its way into movies and TV shows now. And I find it this convergence of that kind of fascinating, but also really weird and disturbing. But yeah, yeah, it's. Um, I think it's inevitable, Adam, that like young people get caught up in something like this. 
Oh yeah. <clears throat> and, it, and and in my day, like when I was in my twenties, like a lot of it had to do with music. Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of more stand culture around bands and musicians. And yeah. people would follow bands and musicians around the country, you know, like um or or show up religiously to their concerts and stuff. Oh yeah. And certain bands <laughs> were known for that, like the Grateful yeah. Dead. Like that they wouldn't Grateful have been, Dead or they wouldn't yeah. have been able to be a band for thirty years if people didn't do yeah. that. Fish, you know, that kind of stuff. Fish. Oh, yeah, that was our more. Yeah, fish for and, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and the <clears throat> sorry, I have uh, <clears throat> allergies. But like, it, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, like, per se, like being, you know, like a deadhead or whatever, you know. It's just, <clears throat> there's a time and a place for that, I think. And you don't want to just be doing that to, like, you got to, you've got to keep a lid on it, you know, like, you've got, you've got to, um, not get too into it. Some people get too into it. And especially when, as you get older, like you don't have time for this shit. No. You know, so <clears throat> I do think that this need to like simp for someone and join like a simp culture. <laughs> yeah. Simp community is a young person's game that you need to get out of in order to mature. You know, and I see that there, I feel like media culture, sorry, media business, like Disney, whatever, Netflix, is aware of this. They're very much aware of this. They're very, like, these companies are fucking expert at selling these these things, right? They've got research, and they've, they've really thought through how the psychology works. The same way that a tobacco company has like the best research on nicotine addiction, mm-hmm. and they not it's all you know classified shit like it's all uh, you know uh, business trade secrets and stuff. They're not going to let you know that stuff. But I feel that they they really have it down. This stand psychology, they know how to cultivate that kind of that, that kind of thing, and I'm pretty sure that they're doing it willfully. Because it's very profitable, and I feel like a lot of oh, yeah, culture absolutely. out there comes down to um, extending the time frame by which people engage in this sort of like communal simp behavior, and yeah. <clears throat> that is preventing people from maturing. And that's why we see a lot of fucking grown uh, grown children these days. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't disagree with you, and like I think it's important to know that you can. Like we were saying about beef, right? Like you can recognize beef's a great show, right? But you could also be like, you know what? David Joe's a dirtbag and I'm not going to defend him either. Like those are not incompatible ideas. Like you don't need to defend Joe just because you like beef. Um, so, uh, yeah. And like, I think it, I think it almost, I'll go a step further. I'd say recognizing the pathology of these people makes beef even more interesting. It can because yeah. the show is actually about that. Yeah, right? it, it, <laughs> yeah. The, a lot of it is about that. You know, like her relationship with um, Jordan, the yeah, the yeah, Maria yeah. Bello, the the CEO mm-hmm. of Forsters. You know, uh, and Home Depot. Um, you mean, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Home Depot, the CEO of Home Depot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the CEO of Home Depot. Yeah, like you know that kind of thing, and um. They're, 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 the psychology of these people comes through in this show. And because I think one of the things about 
Hollywood that makes it so attractive is the David Cho effect. It's the same reason why I found David Cho's podcast so compelling is because we have the same Americans. Like we all have the same pathology as these people, except they go much harder and much deeper. And so it feels like they have psychological insights into ourselves that we, that we don't have about ourselves because we're all suffering from the same kind of narcissism. It's just, they mm-hmm. they just go much, they're just much more committed to it. And so they've gone deeper. It's like, you were casual gamers, and they're fucking pro level gamers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're you know hardcore I mean? gamers, right? We're just the casuals. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like you know, I feel like people who yeah. will sit there and watch a Twitch stream of someone, or like watch like esports, it or or for 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 Sports you know fans. shit, people who really watch like NBA basketball. You know, a lot of times it's so compelling because you kind of play yourself a little bit, and you know, like. Because you play, you uh, even a little bit, you realize yeah. like how amazing what you're watching is. That's yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. I think that's what makes like sports so fascinating for a lot of people is because you kind of, you did is it. You're you like, I did that, right? I played yeah. little league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played high school basketball. Yeah. These guys are fucking amazing. Let me tell you. You know, like if you never played, yeah. then it just might look. It just might be kind of like it whatever. seems silly, right? Yeah. And so. I think that's why, um, you know, Hollywood is so enthralling Um, is we are all a little bit along that Hollywood narcissist axis dimension. Like we all exhibit those traits. Well, yeah. And when we watch these people go so hard at it, like Ali Wong and her just that crazy ass character that she plays. Yeah, her character is insane. Yeah. You know, like everyone's like, insane in their own way in that show. Yeah, <laughs> like and everyone insane. loves the show. Why? Because we everyone relates to it. Yeah. Elements it, of it, every character, people can relate to it. Yeah. Yeah, we're not like let's face it, it's it's great because we understand these characters. It's not great because these are these really bizarre aliens we have no idea what they're on about. Right. Well, it's not and it's not great because we're like, "Oh, we want to emulate these people." It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, we see the fucked up fucked upness in them in smaller degrees than us. Yeah, we can and relate so, to it. So here's the false promise, in my opinion. The false promise is that these people think like, we think that these people have insights that we don't into this kind of mindset. Right. And so that they're going to show us a way out. No, yeah. That no, and that they're is not, not what's they're gonna going to show you a way to get deeper into it. Yeah. And and that's why I felt um that and I wanted to jump on I could I didn't have time, but I wanted to jump on the beef pod that, that um Chris and Eliza did because I wanted to say, but you haven't gotten to the end yet. And I won't do any spoilers about the end though. I guess they spoiled the whole show if you did listen to it. Um so, uh, so yeah. if you want to watch the show, don't listen to the pod until that they did until after you finished it. But I, as with all of these things, I feel like Hollywood just can't put a good ending together because mm. they they themselves are just going deeper into the problems. So the only good shows are the ones that don't purport. The only good endings are the ones that don't end where they just purport where they, they have characters that are not supposed to be redeemed. The problem with beef is that they try to find redemption for these characters, but they don't, mm. they can't, they, it, you know, like the show, 
has such a hollow well, ending for me. Well, the creators can't really envision it for themselves as people, I don't think. Exactly. Right? So they can't do it for a fictional character they're writing. Exactly. So that's like that's the, always the problem with these shows, of any show, right? Is that it's limited by the scope of mm. the intelligence and imagination of the creators. So that's exactly it, right? And 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 they don't. If you, as you see, like <clears throat> the the bullshit statement that they put out, right, shows you that they don't understand the the issue. They don't. They're not really serious. Or even if they do, that. Their commitment to their careers and to this show is much higher than their commitment to being, to having clarity around this. Yeah. And so that show is not going to be able to contain any clarity about this kind of thing. And so it feels very on point in the beginning because, you know, like they say the test for a narcissist is just to ask them. Because <laughs> oh really? Right? I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah, that. like uh, if you ask a narcissist, are you nar- a narcissist? They will say yes. Happily, they will say yes. Yeah, because they don't so, see it as a. It's not a problem to them. <laughs> yeah, it's not a problem. And so I, I think that these people, like when they build, make these shows, like they're writing problematic characters, but they're not. They're really <clears throat> not interested in the redemption of these characters because they're like, no, these characters aren't. The problem is that they're not really going hard enough. Like they need to be even more <laughs> this, <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, sure, yeah. The and it feels like I guess for your average person who's who who is also touched in the head by all this Hollywood culture uh, in the and the social narcissism of America is that because these people like David Cho are so exhibitionist about the side of them it makes us think that they have achieved clarity around it. And so that they have answers for us when I'm like, no, they're just fucked up like you, but even more fucked up. Yeah. That's why you think that they're enlightened is, is, is they're the opposite of that. They're the opposite of enlightened. They're like even more stuck and like trapped in this shit than you are. Yeah. Yeah. But, they're just saying, "Come in. The water's the water's great." They're inviting you to swim even further out, because they have this like superhuman capacity to to be out there, whereas most people would just go crazy. Yeah, if if you were living their life, you would fucking go crazy, you know. Um, but they have a superhuman capacity for this kind of thing. Whereas I think most people like you and me, we oh, have no. a very low capacity for it. And at some point we realize oh, yeah. the, I don't want to have anything to do with this shit. No, yeah. That, I, I couldn't even get a fraction. Yeah. Like I, I want to have real that. friends, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to be surrounded by like fake frenemies and, you know, like, and being famous well, just, is, yeah. is, is not even low on my list. It's not on my list. Yeah. It's not, I, I just think also physically, most people would just not be able to handle it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You'd break down. You'd be done. You'd be sick. You'd be in the hospital. You'd be dead. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then emotionally, forget about it. Like, that's why they're all on drugs. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a very sick, it's a, it's a very sick world. Um, and 
you know, there's no shortage of people that talk about how sick Hollywood is. And there's no but exception. There's an, it's not there's no it's yeah. not like it's just this one corner of Hollywood that's that's no. sick and then but there's a normal side. It's all sick, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you went to Yale. Like look at what was happening to majors. <laughs> he went to Yale. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my that's my spiel on this stuff, I guess. I don't know. I just I think yeah, it, don't look up to these people. Don't think of them as like any sort of barometer for how you should live your life or uh and or defend them online from attackers like yeah or in person like it's fine to be like beef is good. Leave it at that. I don't I, and I just don't think you should any people should look up to anyone. You should you you yeah. really should aim to be seeing eye to eye with people, including people yeah. you admire. Like people you admire should be looking at you eye to eye. That's right. Like if if someone's willing to look down at you, then that person is not worthy of uh you know, if you're looking up at someone, then that person's looking down at you. Yeah. You know, so that's a good point. Yeah, and that that's just not you don't want that in your life. You know, you want um like you want you want equality of of status equal status with people. Uh that's the only basis I think for like, you know, becoming an adult where you know like the the really well developed adults that I know that I that I admire are people who um yeah, who who understand that they deserve a, like the same amount of respect that they give you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that's a it's just a very comfortable relationship to have with people. You know what I mean? Like to just have this to enter the world of adulthood where people are expecting and giving like mutual respect and people are equals is um it's just like a much better way to live. Yeah, it's hard to find. I think um also it's a mindset you have to develop or come to. Mm-hmm. Um it's hard to I think for some people I, I I'll just speak for myself. Sometimes you fall into this idea that oh, you know, I'm I'm less or or I need to look, you know, I'm sort of not equal to this person or I'm above this person yeah. or I'm below this person. And, and it's very easy to fall into that because I think we're sort of taught with these hierarchies. Yes. Um, and uh, so it's very, you know, we're, we're comfortable in that sort of paradigm. But it's also not, as you, you know, it, it's not the the way that I think adults should, should interact. Um, I don't think so either. So, and, but, uh, but it's yeah. very tough to sort of switch from like that sort of child adolescent mind frame to I'm an adult now uh, and I'm interacting with other adults and I, you know, we're going to, we're equal and you, but you also have to take on the responsibility of what that means. You can't just sort of demand it, but not, um, you know, act that way. You have to act it yourself, out. Right. Yeah, you have exactly. to act it And out. it's a natural filter because like people who are like looking to simp out, like they they're not they're gonna avoid people like that because they can't handle yeah. they can't handle mutuality yeah. in relationships you know like they're not true they don't have the level of self respect yet to be like that yeah and so you know it's like a natural filter like you just won't you just won't tolerate or, you, or like those people won't even it's like oil and water right you sense you it I mean? and then you're like okay I'm just not even gonna yeah like fuck this <laughs> you know? I don't care. It's yeah. stupid and 
you know, I and and that was the thing that I I realized is like you know in the manosphere uh, world, you know, of these young guys that are trying to um, prove that they have dicks. Um, there there is now in America. I'm not even talking just about Asian spaces, but there's like this obsession with masculinity. Oh yeah, and and trying to get your man card. You know, like what are the markers of manhood? Is it sexual accomplishment, financial accomplishment? Is it about Both. winning respect on the internet, getting yeah. a following, you know, all this stuff. But it's all it's all a mistake, in my opinion, from the very start where the question was framed, how do I get my man card or my masculinity card? No one ever frames it like, how do I become an adult? Yeah. I think that, 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 that that's really the thing that sh- people should be asking is like, okay, how do I become an adult? Not how do I become a man or how do I become more masculine or how do I become, you know, like, no, just how do you become an adult? And then all of that stuff just seems so childish, you know, yeah. you know, j- just playing games. It's all games, but there's no real sense of like, oh, oh, okay. I need to have actually respect other people. I have to like stand behind my words, you yeah. know, and I respect gotta, yourself by cutting gotta, off people who continuously disrespect you. Yeah, like not having, to, yeah, not wasting my time with shitty people, yeah. you know, and then, you know, and then, but above all, like, you know, um, like taking, yeah, taking responsibility for yourself and and acting with a measure of like re- respectability around other people, you know, that, that's, that, that, no one's talking about that shit in these places. No. It's all about like, okay, you got to approach dating the same way you approach interviewing for jobs. <laughs> you know, or like, you got to understand that, you know, Asian and Asian men, we got to start with a minus two in our like, OK, I'm not saying there's no room for you to discuss this, but this is not the way to like these aren't not really like the things that measure the threshold of being an adult. You know what Agreed. I mean? Agreed. Like, yeah. letting go of all that shit is more important than figuring it out like how do i deal with the racial handicap of being an asian man so i can go after white girls or you know like who gives a shit yeah um anyway what time uh how are are we good on time we're We're good on time yeah okay should we call it there yeah we should just yeah i think we're we've said what we wanted to say all right um it's always good having a conversation with you man yeah it's been a while um probably overdue to hang out sometime man no, definitely, yeah. We should yeah. get dinner. I know that uh, Shan wants to see Chung. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. We'll set that up, man. <laughs> yeah, to, for sure. Go out to Jersey. No, yeah, yeah. Come out and uh, maybe we get hot pot or something. Hot pot? I don't know, man. It's One, a hot right now. It's not, pot. yeah. And then two, <laughs> I got to tell you, man, hot pot is too easy to do at home for me to like spend money. Uh, on. It's that's so expensive. True. It's so expensive. That's true. It is. Yeah. When I go out to a restaurant, I'm like, I got. it's got to be something that like I want to eat and then two is very hard for me to do at home well you can always come over to our place and we have a hot pot thing and we actually have the grills right you know when we, we bought the grill i bought one of those grills when we went camping so yes you like the whole thing you can yeah. do that or we can do an outdoor barbecue yeah sure enjoy the weather oh but yeah well when our pool opens you can come over we can grill and everything yeah yeah anyway all right good cool. to talk to you all right, all right. see y'all Thank you.